We recently launched the Liberation Martial Arts Online for trainers, collectives, and individuals that were looking for a program to follow that was chud-free or perhaps one that came directly from us. Thanks to Kyla Cruz, Danielle Duro, and Sir LeBert Jr. for signing up. If you would like to sign up for Liberation Martial Arts Online or you just want to increase your financial support for the Southpaw Project, you can find special tiers on our Patreon. This episode was produced by S.H., M. Shelton, and New Guy. This is Sam. And this is Fight Study. Three different matches three different mindsets. Let's enter the mind of Alec Balding. Part one, fighting your rival. I ended up fighting a really well-known and famous guy named Benny Dalrouche, who's a top 10 lightweight in the UFC right now. But back in the day, we used to just fight all the time, so. I was a little, a little nervous. I had competed at the Pans before as a purple belt, maybe the year prior. And I didn't have the success that I wanted. Coming into this match, I felt like I had a lot to prove to myself. I only did like local tournaments. I hadn't won like a big tournament at this point. Man, I wanted so badly to like place and I was going through, you know, some personal stuff. And like jujitsu was kind of what centered me. I was nervous, but I, I felt like at this point I was ready. And so coming up into this match, you know, to be able to make it to the finals of a purple belt division, I just, man, I just couldn't believe it. Years prior, I believe I was fighting a kid named Honus Gracie who had a really great guard and he played very similar to Benny. And man, I, I remember I, I, I couldn't do anything. And I lost my first year of Purple Belt, the World Championships in 2007. So I put a lot of time and effort into just learning the position and learning what to do. So by the time I, you know, I'm here fighting Benny, I'm a lot better. I know like how to move better. I know like my positioning. I know like what the guy's looking for, his attacks. I lost so many times coming up into this match that I just was so hungry to prove myself. You know, I'm in the finals, I'm ready to go. This is my time. And that's what I was just thinking. This is my time. Looking back, you know, I'm still kind of, <laughs> still kind of uh, rough around the edges. The basics of my style kind of being formulated here. 
Uh, Benny's holding my sleeve. He's controlling my lapel on the same side. So that's the collar sleeve guard. And I'm trying to grab his other leg, um, but he's fighting very hard. And uh, he's trying to get that umaplata on the same side as the collar sleeve. I have better options now, but at the time, you know, I would just kind of hunker down and just block that umaplata. No matter what, block the umaplata. You know, again, I practiced a lot. I, I knew the positions very well. I knew the attacks. I was ready. I was ready to go into this match and, you know, I was ready for everything. No matter what the guy was going to throw at me, no matter what Benny was going to throw at me, I was... I was going to shoot it down no matter what. And the whole time I'm just defending, I'm defending a lot. You know, you don't need to be perfect. That's something that I guess I kind of realized. Starting out, you're never going to be perfect. But, you know, when you start to have success in jujitsu or anything, you're gonna get harder on yourself. You're gonna be harder on yourself because you have such higher expectations. Everyone's gonna expect more from you and you begin to expect more from yourself. Benny tried to kick my leg out, but I <laughs> did this cool little sprawling move, like split move. And I remember thinking like, man, I didn't train this part. I just kind of did it. That's one reason I like competing because when you compete, like you really tap into this inner self and like you're gonna see these techniques, you're gonna perform these movements and techniques that you've never even thought about doing and it just works. I've learned so much from tournaments just because I'll do something in the tournament and then I'll go later on like, man, this worked really well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna add this to my game. There's so much just about the human brain and the human body we don't understand, so always rely on your technique no matter what 100% but there's something inside of us a little bit of greatness inside of us that if you trust it something's great's gonna happen you're gonna just have this experience that you know you can't control 100% and that's just kind of life jiu-jitsu has taught me more outside of you know competing and outside of martial arts than it's ever taught me about, you know, technique and training and competing. It's, it's been more just about living my life, learning how to live my life. He had like a little attack, almost like a, he's going to invert for the Mopata. I was able to step over and attack his arm for like an arm bar, kind of crucifix position. And so we're at this like kind of stalemate position where he has my arm, but I'm, I have his arm. I just really believed in myself and I, I wasn't gonna let go no matter what, don't let go. I didn't train this at all. There, there was no training. There was no drilling this technique. I just saw an opportunity and with my training, I was able to uh, take advantage of it. And again, that's life, you know, you're gonna see these opportunities and hopefully you're prepared, you know, hopefully You've been working on yourself and accruing knowledge so that you can take advantage of those opportunities. Again, you know, I could have easily, you know, gotten out of position and lost this, lost the whole match. Maybe this whole match would have changed my whole life. I don't know. But I was just very persistent. And that's been my approach to jujitsu this whole time. 
It doesn't matter, you know, if I'm athletic or strong or fast or, you know, super talented. Like, I've always known that I had to work hard to uh, just to progress. I get bored like everyone else. I get sick of doing the same moves all the time. But I understand, like, that's where you're going to get good. It's when you're practicing and you don't want to be there. You know, when you go to the academy and you're tired, you feel a little sick or down or, you know, maybe something outside of your life is kind of affecting you and you don't really want to be there. That's when you need to be there. It's easy to go and train when you feel 100%, you feel great, you feel strong, you feel pumped up. But, um, you know, those days when you, you're down and you feel out of it and you're off and you, you don't feel like motivated, that's when you're gonna test yourself. You're gonna see what you're made of, who you are as a person, like who am I? That's something that I, I come across every tournament I see. I get to see a reflection of myself and how I react under pressure. You know, I was attacking that arm. I was on that arm. And um, Benny let go of my arm to get out. I kept going for it. And I didn't know if I would get it or not. But man, I went for it. And he tapped out. And I'll never forget this moment. I won and then I just jumped up. And then I just like, I was just so excited. I just jumped up again and just slammed myself on the mat. This is it. This is like what I've been working towards for so many years. This is why I was getting my butt kicked by Cabrinha. This is why I was getting beat up by Chris Moriarty, by Ian McPherson, by Darren Roberts, by Chase Wheaton. This is why Jacare pushed me so hard. It could easily have been me on, you know, on the losing side, and it has been me on the losing side. You know, I was just happy, just so happy to just have that, that one thing, you know, just that one win made like all the hard work worth it. Part two, fighting the world. the 2017 Black Belt Europeans against Izaki Bahinis, I can't say his last name, the 2018 world champion. You know, when you're in the semifinals for Black Belt, in the match they have three referees, so I always try to take my time and shake all the referees' hands, always show respect. And then I go to shake Izaki's hands He's super focused. He's he's in a low squat. He's ready. The beginning of the match with Izaki, we both kind of get our grips. I definitely respected him, but in my head, I kind of knew that, you know, a new black belt is probably going to make a lot of mistakes. You know, whenever you're fighting someone this caliber, like, you can't, like, underestimate them, but you also need to believe in yourself. My weight was off, so... On Saturday, I went to watch a few matches and then I had to go go and cut a lot of weight, maybe like three or four kilograms. So I just got to a point where I, I didn't really care about anything, you know? I was just sitting in the sauna and I really just hated all the people I was gonna compete against the next day. 
in my head, it was because of them I had to cut all this weight. I mean, it was my own fault, but in my head, because I'm sitting in that sauna for a few hours, maybe like four or five or six hours. And I'm just thinking, man, I hate all these people because I had to sit in this sauna and cut all this water weight. Normally, I'm not super aggressive, but that made me very aggressive. Like, I was just very, like, angry. I wasn't taking my anger out on my opponents. That's not the proper way to do jiu-jitsu. But I really wasn't going to take any shit from anybody that day. I've been the underdog a lot in my career. Just fighting, like, bigger opponents or more well-known opponents. I'm just used to it at this point. You know, they're going to come into the match. They're going to underestimate me. And, uh, I mean, that's that's fine. That's fine. But it just happened to be that one day where I was just like, man, I wasn't going to take anything from anybody. And it didn't matter if this kid was good. It didn't matter if the other guys were good. Like, I was just going to go and do my best and give it my all. And I wasn't going to hold back. I wasn't going to wait on the other guy to move. I was going to move. I'm just kind of sticking on him. I'm not really giving him anything. I'm not going to pull guard because I don't want to pull guard. I'm not just going to get taken down easily because I don't want to get taken down. I won't say I'm stubborn here, but I'm just like taking my time because I know that he's going to if I wait long enough, he's gonna make a mistake. I was so sure of this, like before the match and during the match, like if I just take my time, he's gonna get frustrated and he's gonna do something very big. I just had this feeling that whole tournament, like, man, nobody's gonna stop me today. And when you feel that way, you gotta believe in it. There's been tournaments where you might fight someone and you're better than the person you know you're better than the person but man it's just their day you know you see it all the time there's always someone who's just on fire and it was just my day that time i had been fighting a lot up until this point and it's just the right circumstances and i was there and i was ready to take advantage of those circumstances I'm kind of shooting a little bit, but not committing too much. He's shooting a little bit, but not committing too much. I, I just knew if I just waited and I was patient that, man, the opening's gonna come. The opening's gonna come. I don't need to rush anything. And you know, when you're so into the match, like you don't see the referee, you don't see the scorecard. You're just, you don't even think about your opponent. You're just focusing on what you need to do. That's the purest form of jujitsu. It's like not thinking, you just know, you just know what you need to do. I just wasn't going to back down today. I wasn't going to back down to Izaki. You know, he's pushing, I'm pushing, he moves, I move. And um, so I'm just waiting, I'm just waiting. I know it's going to come. I know it's going to happen. I know he's going to become impatient. Now he's got a grip on my elbow and my lapel. I kind of feel like something's going to happen, you know, he's going to try to pull something. I keep moving, I move a little bit more, I move a little bit more, he tries to do a leg trip, and I jump over his leg, 
Now he's off balance, but I keep my grips. He tries to recompose, but I'm still moving. I'm not stopping. He gives up the recompose to turn his back, and that's my opportunity. I jump, and I go straight to body wrap. And from the body wrap, I go straight to the seatbelt grip. And this is my position. This is a position I've worked for years on. This is a position that, man, I, I know I can beat anybody in. Doesn't matter who they are. If we end up here, I know I can finish. And so we're here, we're kind of stalemated for a little bit. I have Izaki's arm trapped. I, I just know that I can, I can finish him. I know it. Izaki, I think he's pretty confident here, but I just know this is my position. I'm not going to give up. I remember my friends were like, go for it, go for it. But I'm kind of relaxed. And so he's trying to sit up into my side. I know if I let go, he's going to get out. Every time he moves, I rock with him. He tries to sit up and I rock forward with him. And the whole time I'm pulling on his lapel. And as he rocks forward one more time, I rock all the way up. Kind of got the choke, but I'm kind of on my side a little bit. But I know if I can get out, I got him. So here I'm trying to block his leg. I'm going to block his body. And I start to escape myself out. I know I got the choke. I tighten my choke. I know he's going to have to give up eventually. Boom. I know I got him. He rolls and the choke goes tighter. He's got to tap out because that's it. Three minutes. That's all it took. I wouldn't say that match changed my life, but it definitely showed who I am. It just showed that I wasn't here to play around. Part three, making peace with yourself. Willie Leonard, Big Willie from Lloyd Irvin's Purple Belt. This is the absolutes. I had already won the Worlds earlier, maybe the day before, so just wanted to go out there and have fun because I already did what I wanted to do. I proved what I wanted to prove. I'm just very relaxed and just happy to be out there. Just kind of jumping around, just staying warmed up and just staying loose. I'm fighting this really huge guy, so my thought process was, hey, man, don't let this guy grab me just ready to break grips and move around. And I'm squatting very low, kind of looking to see if I can get an opening and he's following me a little bit. Just got a big smile on my face, you know? I'm already a world champion now, so I'm just happy, man. I don't really care about the results and I'm just happy. Once he eventually grabs me, I want to try to break the grip and I'm trying to break the grip, but man, he's strong. Just try to pop it off like I practice in training and it didn't come off. Nothing came off. You know, he's bullying me around a lot, pushing me around, but I'm okay. I just want to stay fast and quick. I'm kind of moving a lot. One of my patches on my new geese kind of already ripped just from me trying to break his grip. He was just so strong, I couldn't break that thing. 
he must have been over 300 pounds so I'm, I'm not playing around with this guy too much again I'm trying to break that grip off my lapel and man it just it just wasn't moving you can't move the strong guy you gotta move around the strong guy and I go back to his sleeve I try to break the grip and I'm shaking it I'm shaking it and I'm pulling man I'm pulling that thing as hard as I can and even if I don't break the grip, it's just kind of show that I'm not going to be a pushover. I'm not going to give up easily. This is a new key with a new patch and man, he ripped that thing off. When you're facing a challenge like that, you got to meet it head on. And so we're coming at each other. And so I'm just trying to create an opening for something to happen. And I don't really want to pull guard on this big guy because, you know, he's over 300 pounds and it's not going to be pretty. So I get low and I see an opportunity as he's stepping forward. I shoot for a low single with both hands and I'm just pushing as hard as I can. And man, it's not really doing much. And he hooks my leg and kind of pushes me over and then I have to let go. And now I'm trying to look for a grip, something just to get him off of me. But man, I'm getting crushed underneath him. And so I'm just trying to create a little bit of space, man, just to breathe and get my legs back in. He's just so big that he can just put so much weight down. You know, I'm just using everything just to keep my legs strong and my arms strong. I just feel so much weight and pressure, but I'm not giving up. I'm just hanging in there, fighting. And he's pinning my arm down that was holding his pant. Eventually, I start to think, okay, man, I can get up. I can get up. I just jump out of the butterfly guard to standing. I'm just not in the best position, and I walk forward. Boom! He just flips with me. I hit the ground, and all I remember thinking was, man, I can't let him get on my side, because that's going to be it. And I turn, I just turn with everything I got. I'm posting on my foot and he's driving into me. And then I turn, boom. I'm just crushed. <laughs> We're stuck in that position for a little bit and then the referee stops the match and tries to move us back to the center. And I'll never forget this moment. I start to stand up and you would think I'm like kind of down and out of it, but I get up and, and then I'm just kind of laughing. And I'm just kind of happy, just having fun. And I'm just pointing at the crowd, kind of confident. I'm just ready, just ready for whatever. And so they restart us, I'm back in Turtle. <laughs> and Willie's getting like a body lock on me. He's getting around my waist. You know, things aren't looking too good for me now. Maybe he was used to guys giving up at this point, but you know, I don't give up. And I just remember my coach just yelling and, you know, come on, Alec, do something. You got to go. You got to push, Alec. And nothing's working. You got to go through the bad positions, the bad calls, the bad everything, bad refereeing just to get those good positions. Whew. Just breathing and, man, my legs are getting tired. I, I just can't keep holding this dude up. And I'm thinking, man, I'm just going to get out of here. I just kind of go out the back go through his legs and I switch to a single leg 
and I just hold the single leg and I'm just thinking, okay, maybe I can get this. And then he locks around my body, picks me up. And now I'm just thinking, oh man, what in the world? <laughs> what am I gonna do now? You know, you hear the crowd just getting louder. And I just start kicking my legs as crazy and as wild as I can. And you know, maybe I can just break his grip and he lets go. And then I just drive into him and he flips over. And I feel his arm grabbing my leg, so I trap it. And then, man, I just see that arm and, man, I just go for that thing. Man, I just pull that arm as hard as I can. And yeah, he taps out and then I just start celebrating. I never did that before and I just start running around the whole mat. Just so much emotion and I don't know, you're just like, you're not yourself anymore. You're just like bigger than yourself. I think I really burned out myself that match. I just gave it everything I had. You know, people still talk about that match sometimes. You know, all that hard work paid off driving home tired and just falling on the floor just because I was so tired from training and do my jiu-jitsu and not really have any expectations. It was just icing on the cake to be able to go out there and, you know, show some good jiu-jitsu and get my hand raised, but I was just happy. Ultimately, you're not fighting an opponent. You're fighting yourself. That's it for this episode. If you like what we do, support us on Patreon. We also have the Liberation Martial Arts Program if you want to train with us from wherever you are. There's lots of techniques, exercises, theory, pedagogy, and even political theory, believe it or not. You can also find Liberation Martial Arts online on our Patreon. You can find Southpaw merch at our store. You can find all pertinent links on the show notes. With all that said, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.